0: Welcome into Mustache Drinking Podcast. Andrew and Quinn here as usual. We're talking about some potato gold today, and that is going to be sweet vodka, Quinn's favorite favorite spirit.
1: Yeah, I, I've definitely thrown some hate towards vodka, um, and I'll <laughs> correct some of that tonight, and also you know double down on some of my stances. <laughs> I you
0: vodka is just such an easy Filter to make you drunk. I mean it's easy vessel to get you drunk I would say right like that it's just such an easy way you drunk and you can do whatever you want to it and make it taste whatever you want because it has no taste
1: (laughs) right it it has a wonderful role as the you can throw it in anything
0: and that's very important because you can't just put scotch in anything.
1: And it's also one of those things that I feel like there is a very clear distinction between really cheap vodka and then your more expensive, um, which we'll get into some really unique uh, vodkas at the end.
0: Sounds good. We should get right into it here. Quinn, what are you drinking?
1: So I made myself a white Russian.
0: We already did white Russian, black Russian. (laughs) Would have done that.
1: Yeah, but it's vodka night. So it was time for me to open up sweetened condensed milk and make a real fucking good white Russian. So I made it with um, a double shot of Reka, which is a Polish vodka a double shot of Kona coffee liqueur, and then a shot of milk and a shot of sweetened condensed milk that I mixed together beforehand and floated on top and then stirred once I was ready to drink. You put equal parts? Essentially then, right? That's a lot of milk. Yeah, so I do two parts the cream to the, the milk um, which I did also because I need to probably have this drink last the whole podcast and uh also not be so goddamn strong. Uh, no. the reason I didn't make a drunken Russian tonight, which I make with equal parts um, essentially coffee liqueur, vodka, Irish cream. um, but the way I made it tonight is actually my favorite way. The reason I also do that. More milk, uh, because sweetened condensed milk—it's hard to get less than like a shots worth of it. (laughs) It's 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 thick. It's kind of gooey. It's on its way to being a caramel already. Um, and so I just mix that into some milk, let it you know uncondense again, and it just it adds such a good flavor. So this is creamy. It's, you can still taste that Kona coffee liqueur, which is sweeter, so this is certainly a sweet white Russian, especially with that sweet condensed milk in there, but oh, it's delicious. There's a reason why the dude drank it.
0: What are you drinking this week? I wasn't going to drink anything. <clears throat> so I was sitting here waiting for you to come back. And I haven't eaten anything since one. I grabbed some chips eat, And then I was like, what do I want to do here? I got my water. And then I was like, damn. Just yesterday, someone tried to order a Moscow meal. I was like, damn, Moscow meal sounds good. And I was like, but I don't have any ginger beer. And then I was like, holy shit. I bought Trader Joe's ginger beer and put it in the fridge like two months ago and forgot about it. Hot damn! Lo and behold, still sitting in there, bottles of it, bottles of ginger beer, brewed ginger beer from them. Um, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So I grabbed my metal coffee cup because I don't have a, I don't have a, a copper one,
1: unfortunately. I wish I did, but which I don't. Honestly, it's probably for the best that you don't, as there's now evidence that um, serving alcoholic beverages in copper cups actually forms an oxide which is a carcinogen. So lots of places are starting to phase out the copper cup as well.
0: That's um that's bad. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. Don't want the copper cups anymore. But I have a metal coffee cup. So um which is great from Caribou. So I was like, yeah, put it in. And then I go to our liquor cabinet and uh, my roommate's dad cleared out his liquor cabinet about two months ago, about a month ago now, I think. And uh, we have a nice bottle of Grey Goose on the top shelf. So Ooh. pulled that out, put about, I think there's three shots in here, which might have been a mistake, but um, maybe two and a half shots. And uh, filled it with almost the entire ginger beer bottle and then some lime I know it's missing mint, if I remember correctly, remember the recipe correctly, but I don't have mint on hand because it would just go bad.
1: And here I am um, looking at my mint plant.
0: <laughs> you have a mint plant? Yeah. Damn. That's a good I idea.
1: Uh, honestly, go to the grocery store, buy some fresh mint, stick it in some water, and it'll re-sprout. You can do that with pretty much every single herb from the grocery store and get your own hmm. herb garden.
0: That's really nice, actually. And just you just keep it in the like the like your general area in the kitchen, right?
1: Uh, so I keep mine in front of a window, just because herbs like a lot of light.
0: I think one of my roommates has a couple herb plants, but not more than like one or two. But yeah, I'm missing mint. It smells and tastes just like a uh, a normal Moscow meal. Very good. Very refreshing. Nice summer drink. Do you like Moscow Mules, Quinn?
1: Um, I don't dislike them. I, I guess I never really jumped on the whole Moscow Mule craze. Really? Dark and Stormies. So that's the dark rum and ginger beer. Um, And I've had some other Mules that I like. I guess if i want a ginger beer drink i tend to go dark and stormy.
0: Okay. That's a good drink too. I mean there's nothing wrong with a dark and stormy. Um, no,
1: i mean it's honestly it just comes down to what you prefer and what you feel like less of an asshole ordering.
0: <laughs> this I, is true.
1: I feel like an ass. I feel more like an asshole ordering a Moscow mule than I do ordering a pina colada after the blender's already been used for one. Really? Yep.
0: Because, because, it's just, because of the muddling own, of the mint?
1: I've just heard so many bartenders complain about making them.
0: Really? Yep. I, just, I, I wonder why.
1: I, I don't know. I, th- I think, honestly, it's just because it's so popular, at least at the bar I was at. That's fair. That they made so many of them.
0: That's fair. And then you just make them so much, you're like, ah, oh, fuck this drink. Now yeah. I get that. I and get that also, now. Yeah, we
1: had so many of the the copper cups for it mm-hmm. that I know there were times where they're like, I'll make it for you as soon as they finish drinking theirs. <laughs> I don't think it got quite that far, but that was pretty much the extent. It was like, ah, uh, you're gonna get in a different cup. How's a yep. coffee mug? <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> okay that is a fair point i understand what you're saying so i i i understand that um and there's a couple of drinks where i'm just like man you are not hard to make but fuck i don't want to make this drink <laughs> yep. but yeah it's good um I've only had like a sip of a dark and stormy and I remember it being oh. good. So I'm gonna have to make that because if I have the ginger beer on hand, well, my fucking might as well fucking use it. Is it just dark rum or is it spiced rum? Doesn't dark matter. Rum. Oh, so it can't be spiced.
1: Yep. That, that's where the dark comes in.
0: Mm, interesting. If it, okay. If you
1: layer it right, it kind of looks like a storm rolling in.
0: Hmm. Cool. Okay. Is there mint in that as well? No. Is there lime juice?
1: Yes, there can be. There isn't always, but okay. normally there is, or at least it's garnished with lime. But like the basic recipe is ginger beer, dark rum. In cool,
0: that's a great choice. I know my roommates have drank that a couple of times. That's when I when I took a sip of it. But um, uh, yeah. So like I talked about Grey Goose, which is a great top shelf, one of our top
1: options. Um, Quinn, we're gonna get into a little bit of history of vodka to start. Yep. First, I wanted to ask you, what's the first vodka you ever had? Do you remember? I
0: ever had? Oh, it was probably trash to your vodka, Quinn. Um, it, it's not Burnett's because I didn't hear about Burnett's until I was far older. Um, It might have been Taka, Oof. which is bad Oof. and depressing. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, it's a toss-up whether Taka or Kharkov is worse. They're both so bad. Oh yeah, God I yelled
0: oof can't I can't remember because um, when I was in college, i did my parents didn't drink hard liquor, like at all at period. like my mom likes rum, but she wouldn't keep it. so like in the house, there was only beer, and when i was in when I was like younger, my parents in Wisconsin, this is legal, my parents would let me drink um. Like mics, so that was like the extent, but nothing like hard liquor. And then when I got to college, I didn't really drink because I didn't live there. I didn't really drink vodka. I'm sure it was a mix yeah, of some it? garbage. It was probably Karkov mixed in a drink, but like straight. You no know, one time when I was right around 21, we filtered like a $10 bottle of vodka, yep, ten times through
1: a Brita filter. Did it, it do worked. anything? <laughs> yep. Yes. I think so. (laughs) Actually, the Brita filter is probably the best choice to do it because it's the most Mm -hmm. similar filtration method to how they actually filter it since it's generally filtered through layers of carbon or charcoal, um, which is exactly how Brita filters filter.
0: Which was so shy. I remember trying it and being like, damn, this is like actually smoother. Why is this working? (laughs) (laughs) What was the first vodka you tried? regardless of where you're going with this.
1: So the first one I tried was actually Grey Goose. Uh um, What? <laughs> yup. A friend of mine had it and was like, here, try vodka. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. I was like, oh, this is smooth. It's not bad. Okay. So I... I do enjoy Grey Goose. And I actually... Grey Goose and Rika and Puris are probably my three favorites.
0: is a good vodka. It is.
1: Rika is pretty good. And it's also pretty cheap, honestly. Price-wise. It's wise. not bad.
0: Peter yeah. had two bottles of the bottle, two 175s in his freezer when I lived with him last year. Of that. Yeah,
1: it's just, it's not a break-the-bank kind of vodka. Mm-hmm. And it's good enough. That, you know, say you wanted to do shots of cold vodka, you wouldn't hate it. You wouldn't love it by any means, but it's not either, the worst thing in the world.
0: Either the Costco or the Sam's Club vodka, Costco is, is it's gray goose. Yep, it's literally gray goose. That's such a that's such a a life hack right there. Because oh, yeah. when you right, like when you go to these big box like and, and, and for anybody listening, it is illegal to have a membership to a liquor store. So you can go into in a bo- certain states in Minnesota where we live. It is illegal. I didn't know other states were different. That makes no sense. But...
1: Florida, I believe you can have a club one in um, okay. other certain states in the south.
0: OK, so in Minnesota, at least check your state's laws. You can just go into the Sam's Club or the Costco liquor store, which is a great resource for you if you're a 21-year-old-ish drinker, because these liquors and these beers here are going to be cheaper. They really are, because you can get these rebranded uh, department, big, big store liquors yourself. We just bought... For my roommate's birthday, I bought him a uh, 175 of the Canadian whiskey brand from Costco. It was $18. And this shit we drank straight. I didn't even need ice. I was just like, damn, this is smooth. And it's basically Crown. It might be Crown. I don't know, but it's branded as Crown. Super good. The Costco brand vodka, it's literally Grey Goose. Like, there's no different. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I do really love the Kirkland brand vodka because mm-hmm. it, it's literally mm-hmm. the exact same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what whiskey they have. I know their bourbon is Maker's Mark, or at least it was a couple of years ago. I expect it still is.
0: That's expensive. If I remember their bourbon correctly, it was like forty dollars. So they, that one's not priced down, maybe a little bit, but uh, not like their,
1: theirs was priced down. Was it? Yeah. Um, so I I'm mean, pretty sure it is Maker's. Model is to sell at nothing above i think it's like a one percent um like markup their entire business strategy is to sell it literally at the lowest price possible Mm -hmm. um which i think is really cool
0: because they make all their money Um, on their memberships
1: right but so moving on into some history of vodka um so the origins of vodka are kind of disputed it's We know it popped up somewhere around the 1400s in either Poland or Russia. Um, However, certain credence is given to it coming up in Russia, especially with it um, being a derivative of the word uh, Voda, which is Russian for water. Um... And classic. he actually got (laughs) named by, let me see how well uh, my semester of taking Russian with my pronunciation of this, uh, it was named by Dmitry Ivanovich Mendeleev, who uh, is also famous for, I believe, creating the periodic table um, or introducing the idea of the periodic table. Um, But so this started out honestly, as a medicine and one that she didn't really want to take. Uh, it contained high levels of wood alcohol, um, and it wasn't until somewhere around the 1500s that it became popular as something to drink um, in Russia. And this actually led to a lot of people going in debt um, at local taverns because of the popularity of vodka, um, which actually led Ivan the Terrible to institute high taxes on vodka and set up um, special taverns throughout Russia that were allowed to sell vodka in order to regulate it. Interesting. Um, and it, it went on this way, being very popular in Russia for the next 400 years. Um, when finally in the 1930s, uh, Pyotr Smirnov introduced it to the US, um, which Through a series of bankruptcies and new companies made. Um, Eventually, it finally gained a footing in popularity after it was featured in the first James Bond movie, uh, which I believe came out in the 1950s, and was popularized as something that you can mix into anything. Um, So honestly, kind of how we still look at it today in the US. Um, We don't look at it as something that's, you know, had neat, Um, whereas that is much more popular in um, Russia and other northern European countries. Um, But so, some notes on different types of vodka. There is the kind of stereotype that vodka is made from potatoes. Um, It is true that some vodka is made from potatoes, um, but by far, it is not the most popular um, thing to make it from. It can actually be made from any single agricultural product, um, and so the most popular are wheat, corn, potato, and rye. Where wheat vodkas tend to be sweet and citrusy, that kind of have like a cracker-like taste, like you'll taste in some wheat vodka or some wheat whiskeys. know, when it gets almost bready in a way. Uh, There's corn vodka, which is the most popular in the U.S. This is known for a buttery mouthfeel and a well-rounded taste. There's potato vodka, which is generally considered to be very smooth um, and also very full-bodied with somewhat complex flavors. And then you have your rye vodka, which is a really robust vodka um, with spicy notes, kind of like you would expect from a rye whiskey. Um, so you can kind of see how these flavors of the different, like, grain that it's made from truly change the way the vodka tastes. Um, and I mean, simply for the fact that, honestly, a rye vodka is just another way of saying it's a rye white dog whiskey.
0: The rye difference- vodka.
1: That's yep, crazy. I'm,
0: I've, sorry, I've never heard of that before, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah. Rye vodka is actually one that's fairly popular. I don't know any brands offhand that are rye vodka, but I know I've had some at bars where it does have that little bit of a spicier mouth feel um, and is often blended into other vodkas. Um to create more complex flavors.
0: That sounds I mean it sounds good, right?
1: Right. Um, I know for a fact rye vodkas aren't actually my favorite. I tend to okay. lean a bit more towards a wheat vodka. I like the kind of hmm. citrusy notes and the little bit of sweetness from it, um, though I do also enjoy potato vodkas and i'm I'm certain I've had corn vodkas, though I think I kind of get them mixed up between potato and wheat since they're they're kind of that middle ground where the wheat is a little bit sweeter, but the potato is smoother, where corn is a sweet and kind of buttery smooth. Um, but that said, you can actually make vodka from any agricultural product that contains sugar. Um, There's a lot of experimental vodkas being made right now, Um, some being made from apples, pumpkins, other grains, Um, but the one that I want to focus on is actually made in Australia by a um, sheep farmer named Ryan Hartsthorne. And what he does is, so he has a... He uh, owns a cheese-making company that makes sheep's milk cheese. And what they do is generally you have a leftover byproduct called whey, um, which, you know, curds and whey. Um, your, your curds are essentially what makes up the solidness of cheese. Um, it's those solid proteins that are inside milk that if you ever see milk separate, it's separating the curds from the whey. Um, so some way is used in cheese making, but often it's all extracted out, so you do have this firm solid block, and often lots of it gets wasted, so he wanted to find a way to reduce the amount of food waste that was coming out of his farm, and after a year of experimenting, and I guess a couple hundred batches, he developed a vodka made from fermenting the lactose in the leftover whey as the palatable sugar um, by using some enzymes and then yeast and use that to ferment a vodka. This vodka actually has won the world's best vodka, um, I believe, a couple years ago. It's considered to be creamy in texture, sweet with complex notes um, and is considered to be one of the best vodkas you can buy Um, every bottle is hand painted and then they hand write the label onto each bottle. now would you drink a vodka made from milk
0: did you say hand write the hand write the label
1: yes they do that's so insane. it it kind of looks like a chalkboard on a bottle.
0: It's huh. fantastic. Does it keep to the store? That's crazy. You would assume it would rub off. They must put something over it.
1: Yeah, I, I assume they paint it with something.
0: That's crazy, though. It's made out of milk. You said.
1: Yep. Yeah. So they. It's it's milk. made out of the whey of milk.
0: Would I drink it? If I didn't know, maybe I would be a little confused. If it was uh, <laughs> prior to, if it was told prior, I'd be like, "How the fuck was this made out of milk?"
1: <laughs> right. I when I saw this in researching, I was like, "What the hell?" That I don't know. This seems kind of fishy. And when I looked into it, I'm sold that I want to see this being done more. Um, if solely for the fact that it's considered to make. The best vodka, because of the flavor you get from the sugars that are developed out of that lactose. um and also for the fact that you know often lots of the leftover whey from the cheese making process is poured down the drain. Um, hmm. like even some of the most like cheeses that include the most whey, which is uh, mozzarella there's still tons of waste and you know, anything that we can, you know, minimize waste and produce something pretty kick ass I'm behind. Um, So I'm actually gonna keep an eye out, to see if I can even buy this in the U S or if we have any listeners in Australia and you're familiar with this sheep milk vodka and want to send it to Minnesota, shoot us a message on either Facebook, um, or Twitter, and uh, we'll, we'll organize something.
0: <laughs> Who You think someone's going to send you that? <laughs> no, I know
1: they're not. I can hope, can't you said I? A-
0: Australia, right?
1: Yup. It's actually what? made in Tasmania
0: interesting damn the shipping would be crazy we were just talking about shipping across the country something that does not need to be shipped like if you ship something that costs like 30 dollars and then you have to pay the goddamn shipping which is 80 like anyways continue quinn sorry i'm gonna get on variant this i like there was three shots in here i'm kind of drunk already so
1: (laughs) um yeah i i guess Do you have a type of vodka that you prefer over others?
0: I haven't. Like I said, I'm not a big vodka drinker, right? If I'm going to go out and drink vodka, I'm going to drink it in a mixed drink. I'm never drinking vodka straight. I don't think it's made to be drink straight, but like when you go on the shelf, you're going to, it is. It's disgusting. (laughs) That is absolutely awful. (laughs) So I mean, do you, okay, let me, let me put the question back on you. Do you have a preference? Right. Because it's a little citrusy.
1: Yeah. I said, I prefer, you know, wheat or potato. Um, because I like the little bit of sweetness and that little bit of citrus to it. Um, which sometimes when trying a, like a really good vodka, um, I can kind of taste those notes and I go, Oh yeah, this is actually enjoyable. Um, but I find that the vast amount of vodkas um, that I get in a decent price range are either taste like burn or are pretty flavorless. Um, Tastes like burn? (laughs) Like even a Grey Goose, which is a pretty smooth one. um, I wouldn't say it's exactly a flavorful vodka. I'd say no. it's a a smooth water-like vodka, like Puris. Puris is alcoholic water. And,
0: but I feel like that's the goal. That's the problem. I feel like you want it to be smoother. You don't want flavor in vodka. You just want the smoothest you can get so you can put it in something and not fucking taste it.
1: Yeah, that's actually um, what I was kind of saying about as the, the urban legend of it. Certainly in the U.S., that tends to be how we go about what we want in a vodka, um, because its rise to popularity here was as the flavorless additive. Um, however, in other parts of the world, especially in you know Russia and northern European, Scandinavian countries where it's much more popular, um, it, it tends to, I wouldn't say necessarily be more respected, um, but treated a little bit more reverently, um there's more ritual to it, there's more appreciation for the complexities that can exist in it. um, as I was listening to one distiller talk about um experimenting with vodka and why they chose vodka um, for what they distill. And it was because they viewed it as the best mark of being a master distiller because you were entirely reliant on your technique in distilling the grains because there was no added flavor to it. Hmm. So you can think of it kind of like how you know people consider those who make the best Belgian beers are the best beer makers because they manipulate the limited ingredients they have so well.
0: interesting i mean you're right like you are, I, I understand your point there and the if you can make excuse me if you can make your um your vodka have flavor have these other extreme like who would expect citrus to be in In vodka. That's insane, right? Like, if you can add these things to your vodka and make it still taste good, I think that's that would be the mark of a master distiller. I think you have extreme skill to do that, especially if you're doing it during the brewing process. Because I mean, if you're doing it post brewing process, that doesn't count, right? Do
1: you mean like blending different vodkas together to find your complexity or like adding in flavors after the fact.
0: Blending different vodkas to find the um find a flavor seems more on point with the master distiller than just adding flavor after the fact. That's what I was going yeah. for.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um because that is just being reliant on you know the grain and your process and whether you're using a continuous still, a column still, a pot still um which from what I've seen in my research, continuous stills are preferred for vodka since there's almost no chance of getting that, um, still finish taste, um, almost burnt like taste that comes from the end of a still run because it's the liquor that's in the bottom as most, the rest of it has escaped. So it's taking much more intense heat. Um, and is more likely to to burn or scorch.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: But I was watching one distiller, and he was talking about how from each batch of vodka he makes, he separates it into 13 stages in the distilling, like the first set that stills out to the second set, and then he'll taste each one of those see, okay, this one's pretty sweet, this one's pretty peppery, this one's pretty citrusy, Um, and he finds that depending where you are in your distillation process, that varies, and then he'll also find ones that just taste bad, and so he discards those at that point, and then recombines all of it, and continues the process, separating it out, um, and removing the parts of the the distillate that aren't good anymore. Um, which I never thought of doing it that way.
0: He takes out the bad parts?
1: Yeah, so he, say you're distilling um, 13 gallons, or you get 13 gallons of distilled vodka. Mm-hmm. The first gallon that comes out of his still, he puts in a jug. The second gallon, puts in a jug. So on and so forth. And then tastes each one of those to see if they have, see what their notes are. And then, if there's a portion of that like one jug that just tastes like rubbing alcohol, that jug is removed from the next run of distillation
0: interesting that's um, a i mean that, that's a fair way to make vodka, right like that's that would work it works obviously right. saying
1: that this um is not a popular practice, I don't believe, Um, seeing as this was an interview with an experimental distiller. um, He was actually using some different machines um, that were designed to reduce the ecological impact of it. Um, He developed a way to ferment the alcohol 10 times faster, um, so you could finish your primary fermentation in a couple of days as opposed to weeks. And Days. Wow. all said and told he could brew a batch of vodka. And it was like a week plus like including the distillation time.
0: Damn. I mean, that would um, make it so much quicker to get vodka to shelf though, to consumer.
1: Right. And he also found that in that process, uh, they were able to consume less energy by creating these like dense packed environments where it was super beneficial to Um, the fermentation process. Uh, But I know the kind of broader way that vodka is made is it's distilled to about 90% alcohol and then water is added in after the fact. And so that could account for why there are some vodkas that are just terrible Um, because they've had their, they've been made to such a concentration And then if they're not watered down with a really pure, good tasting water, since at this point, so much of the flavor is going to come from that water that they're using. If you just use tap water, you're going to get a pretty shitty tasting vodka. If you use a Mm -hmm. amazing Swiss spring water, it's probably going to taste pretty smooth and pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that that would be something to look into. Um, I don't have any... Proof of it, but see if you know Taka and Kharkov. Do they just use t- like shitty water? Do they just <laughs> use tap water. I wouldn't be surprised, it would be cheap for them.
0: Fucking port make it. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quinn, I don't think we have anything else. We're going to get into vodka drinks next week a little bit. Is there anything?
1: I'm pretty excited for that.
0: That's going to be a little interesting. Um, we will talk about the Moscow meal, we'll talk about. We won't talk about the Dark and Stormy, but we'll talk about your Black Russian, very, very, or White Russian, a little bit more. We've talked about a whole episode on Black and White Russians, so <laughs> we'll just hit on that and then move on. Is there anything else you wanted to hit on with vodkas? I'm not going to give you an answer because I don't know what kind of vodka I'd like. I assumed most were by potatoes like everyone else because that's what we're told, right? So. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's especially a stereotype, seeing as potatoes didn't exist in Europe at that time, since hmm. potatoes are from South America.
0: Really? Yes. Wasn't there, wasn't there a potato famine in Ireland? Very- in
1: the 1800s, there was, oh. after potatoes had been brought over to Europe because they require very little nutrients to grow, um, so they became that's- a really good staple food. Very interesting. Same as tomatoes. Picture Italian food without tomatoes. That comes that, from Central um, America. Doesn't make any sense at all either.
0: <laughs> How interesting the world has integrated itself into each other.
1: Yep, there are tons of foods you wouldn't think um, that are super popular in European cooking that simply didn't exist um, before in the Americas.
0: So Quinn's is going to be wheat. Mine is going to be go fuck yourself, I don't know. <laughs> and
1: <laughs>
0: is there any last thing you'd like to say on our vodka topic today before we move on to next week?
1: So over the next couple of months, I'm going to challenge myself to try some different vodkas. Um, I might you know, narrow down see if I can find a high-end one or two and try and see if I can change my perception of vodka as something that is – only to be mixed and designed not to be tasted to seeing if i can you know gain appreciation for vodka forward cocktails i don't know if that's going to be successful <laughs> we're gonna see
0: especially considering the wife doesn't like vodka either i don't think
1: uh she likes screwdrivers
0: oh there you go that's not um, really i don't know if- I don't know if that's a vodka forward drink, but
1: it is not. It is a orange <laughs> juice forward drink which is amazing.
0: Sure. <laughs> but okay. Okay, sounds good. I am uh, going to continue to drink vodka because my girlfriend loves vodka. And there's no calories in it, Quinn. So that's good,
1: but there <laughs> are still carbs.
0: There are carbs, but no calories. So Vodka Waters for the win with Mio. Mio, <laughs> hashtag not a sponsor. Why are you hashtag... listening to this goddamn show? <laughs> sponsor us? <laughs> I guess. We will push vodka Mios. Don't fucking tempt us. <laughs> you will listen oh, to every episode with I've... a starting ad for vodka Mios.
1: <laughs> I have done that so many times, except replace vodka with rum or whiskey. Ooh.
0: Yes, just just water, flavoring agent, liquor to get it into my body faster. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quinn, it's been a good episode. I am trashed right now, so this <laughs> is not good. There, there might have been four shots in this one drink. I'm not even done with it. So I also oh, haven't boy. eaten since one steak I made. Um, but with that. Thank you so much for listening. If my computer would load, I would tell you the number again. I just have to get up and it I found it. 1-800-662-HELP. 1-800-662-4357. If you are struggling with alcoholism or someone in your family is or a friend or anyone in your life is, call that number. You can get some help. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and have a fantastic rest of your evening. See ya.